Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Managers, how are you doing today? I hope you are experiencing spring wherever you are, although if you're in the Northeast, not so much. I'm hearing horror stories from my clients up there as well as my son who lives in that area and said they got 21 inches of snow in New Jersey last week. Um, Ick, but we're having beautiful 75 degree weather here, so I hope you're getting some of that or you can get away for a vacation if not. Today what we're talking about is really the value that you bring to your employer and recognizing that and looking at your mindset in the work environment. And I have with me today a guest that I've had on the podcast before, Jane Springer. Jane, would you introduce yourself? Hi. Um, Good to be with you again, Lisa. Last time we talked about what to wear for your interview and on the job, and this time I'm looking forward to doing some more life coaching type of things. So tell us about that uh, experience that you have as a life coach. Well, I got certified as a life coach about three years ago, and I've been coaching people on relationships, on health and wellness, weight loss, and also a few on career moves. Absolutely, and I think that in the work environment, Many people, especially at the executive level, get business coaches, they get um, leadership coaches, executive development coaches, but in many ways, I think the foundation of all of that, and perhaps the most important thing, is working on your mindset. Do you agree with that? I totally agree, and it also, it has to do with relationship, the kind of relationship you have with your boss, with your coworkers, with the company you work for or the agency you work for, it all works together. And that relationship that you have with everyone else is all a result of the relationship you have with yourself. Correct? Absolutely, absolutely. It has to do with what you are thinking about your relationship with yourself and also with others, and that's what you bring to the workplace. I'm sure we we both know of people who have amazing self-esteem and amazing, um, uh, strong, positive opinion of themselves, and we see that radiate out to the people around them. And conversely, someone who thinks very little of themselves and has very low self-esteem, and that radiates out as well. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, it's what you bring to the table and when you are unsure of yourself, if you're feeling negative, if you have negative thoughts about your performance or the way you present yourself in any way, that will, be, that will come out with your employer. Absolutely. So, so let's dig in here a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about, there's something that I should say that Jane and I have the same coach. We have a life coach. And she has something called the model, and I've talked about that on this podcast before. I've written about it in my blogs. And it's kind of the, it, it's a way to visualize the results that you're getting from the thoughts that you're having. Or conversely, if you have a result that you want in your life, say a certain um, monetary goal, a certain revenue for your business, or a certain income level, working that backwards to figure out what you need to be thinking and feeling and doing to get that result that you want. So um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the model and and kind of your perception of it? 
I use the model in practically all aspects of my life because as you know, we know from our coaching is that you know, your thoughts create your feelings, create your actions, and that creates your results. And so if you go into the workplace, let's say with your boss, with the feeling, or I'm sorry, the thought that my boss never recognizes me, then of course you're going to have the feeling of defeated or frustrated. Your action might be to, you know, really live up to that potential and maybe not do the kind of work that you're capable of doing. And the result is, of course, he's not going to recognize you for the things you're doing. And so that that generally the result is evidence that points right back up to your original thought was that my boss doesn't recognize my talents. And one of the things that our coach talked about on her podcast recently was this thing called confirmation bias. And it's the notion that when we have a thought in our brain, our brain is trained very well and very efficiently to go out and find evidence of that thought that we're having. So if the thought in our head is that our boss doesn't recognize our efforts and doesn't reward us accordingly, then we'll find evidence for it. We'll find proof for that. If we also choose to believe that our boss respects us and thinks highly of us as a worker, we'll go out and find evidence for that as well because it's it's not a... It's not a black and white situation, and our, we can find evidence for either of those. Would you agree? Yes. And if, with my example, you may have gone out with your brain and thought, okay, well, he always gives me a, a C rating or a number three out of five on my evaluations, and he must not think much of, of my talent. And so you go into it with the thought, he doesn't recognize my talent or you know, the, my contributions, on the other hand, if you, you know, go to work thinking, you know, my boss recognizes what I do and knows that I'm talented, then the next uh, feeling you're going to have is confident, yeah. which creates the action, which makes you perform at a higher level, and which results in more recognition and a higher rating in your evaluation. So it works both ways, to the positive and to the negative. And, and the fact of the matter is that you, as we said, you can find evidence for whatever thought you want to think. So it really comes back to which of these thoughts serves me better, which one is going to get me where I want to go. And I would argue that it's that positive thought. Our coach says that we're all delusional. And so if you're going to be delusional, you might as well be delusional in your own favor, right? Right. And I want to perhaps give an example here because it's... It may not even be that your boss doesn't recognize you, but maybe what the feedback that you're getting from him or her, um, you may be making it mean mm -hmm. something different. And so I'll give you an example is, you know, early in my career, I had a supervisor who had asked me to do a report and, you know, being the perfectionist that I am, I mean, I jumped on it right away. I hurried through it. I thought I had it complete. And then I handed in, handed it in. And, and he said, gosh, you're done with this already. And I said, yes. And then he looked through it and he was actually a CDC advisor. He looked through it. And I mean, you could barely see the, the print left. There was so much red on that, that report that I had done. He said, you know, like this, you need to take more time go back and redo this. Well, I, of course, wanting to be the A students, <laughs> thought my, what I was making it mean was he doesn't like my work. You know, he, he 
he doubts my abilities, you know, I made it mean other things, when in fact, it was constructive criticism. And so that, like, what are you making it mean? You need to pay attention to what your supervisor may be telling you and maybe making it mean something negative when in fact it was positive, constructive um, feedback. So in the model, that circumstance that you just spoke about was that you received feedback from your boss on a report. Right. Neutral, no emotion attached to it. But her thought was, I didn't do a good job. And exactly. of course, that's going to color everything that happens after that. On the other hand, she could have just as easily thought, my boss really cares about his work and mine and wants the best possible result. Exactly. I'm also, as you say that, one of the other things that came up for me in that example was um, I do a lot of work with the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator Personality Inventory. And one of the facets of the Myers-Briggs, which is a psychological assessment on personality, is, is how people, the two ways that people make decisions. And there's, there's people who make decisions with their head, which clearly was your boss, and people who make decisions with their heart, which is both of us in this closet standing here talking, I know for a fact. And so sometimes what happens with those head thinkers, those, um, those uh, people who make their decisions with their head, is that they can be very abrupt and it can sound very critical and very, it can even be mean, it can come across as mean, but what they're thinking is, I'm going to give you honest feedback because you need that to do a better job. So it's not about how is, is this person going to take this? Is their feelings going to are their feelings going to be hurt? It's about this is truth, and I'm going to I'm going to portray that. So I think that's an interesting piece that came into that experience as well. Yes, and I still look back on that. <laughs> I can still remember how I felt at the time, but now looking back on it, I realize that what I learned from that was to take my time and be, you know, conscientious about my work, check and recheck, and so that's what I do now before I send anything out um, or do any kind of report is that I'll check and double check and make sure, you know, the punctuation is there, the you know, everything about it is the best that I could possibly do. So in what specific ways do you see mindset issues showing up for people in their work? So, um, you know, what do they do if that mindset is not proper, if they're not thinking the best possible way that they can, how is that showing up at work? For example, if you're a government worker, let's say, um, and I was for over 20 years, and I did not get a merit raise at all. And sometimes the legislature never even allocated funds for us to get a raise at all. My feeling, um, my thought was, you know, we're not worth rewarding for our hard work. You know, I'm working um, hard. I may be taking work home and it's not being recognized. So if every day I show up to work and think, you know, how hard should I work today? Because I'm not going to get recognized financially for it. And if I'm lucky, I'll get a review once a year, but he might forget to do that, that, that um, you know, it's not worth really performing to my best level. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that will affect and color the rest of your day and the rest of the time that you're working for them. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, we talked about kind of taking criticism personally. That's going to happen for sure. You're going to you're going to make that boss's criticism or that customer's criticism mean something more than what it does. I'm just thinking also about those folks who have opportunities to volunteer for stretch assignments 
that would perhaps position them for a, a promotion or a raise and they don't raise their hand and say, I want to do that because of their thoughts. The same, you know, the same mindset issue is that, you know, why should I volunteer for that? I, you know, there's no guarantee that I'm going to get a promotion. The promotions are few and far between in this company or, or with this agency. So, you know, why should I volunteer? When in fact, your, you know, thought could be, why not? You know, I've got some extra time. I've got the opportunity. Why not try and see and show what I really can do? And then, you know, your action would be you'd work hard, you do the extra work, and the result may be that you get recognition of some sort. It's on record. You perhaps could get a promotion out of it. I mean, you really don't have anything to lose. And at the very least, you're, you're building something great for your resume. So if you decide to leave that company or that agency or wherever you're at, you're going to be in a better position to do that. Definitely. I mean, definitely. I mean, you can document, you know, when you've got, you know, the opportunities on LinkedIn to put your, you know, work that you, some of your work that you've done or been recognized for um, on your resume, your CV. So even if, you know, you don't get a pay raise or a promotion, you know, you've still got that in your pocket to bring out when you are looking for a new opportunity. So what are some tips that you can give listeners about how to be aware of their mindset, sort of catch it when it's happening before they go down the rabbit hole, if you will, of negative thinking? You know, what I recommend is to actually do what we call a thought download. So when you're getting ready for work, you know, for instance, and you recognize, you know, just take five minutes and sit down and write down your thoughts. Are you thinking, oh my gosh, another day, another dollar, you know, or, you know, what, you know, I'm really not looking forward to this. I wish I could stay home. Write all those down because they you know, will color the rest of your day and your performance the rest of the day and how you interact with people. Then, once you write them down, then you can actually work one of these models. A very simple, um, sometimes it's not easy, but it's a simple process for perhaps watching, you know, watching your thoughts and then turning them around, coming up with another thought that um, may counteract the old one, and then you, so you walk into work thinking, you know, another day, another opportunity. Right. Instead of another day, another, you know, $2.50 in pay. <laughs> and then, you know, that, then that, you know, may, your actions will be completely different and the result could completely be different. So it's just a matter of writing them down, but a download of the thoughts and then work the model to change your thoughts. Yeah, I was working with a client recently who was very frustrated by his work and situation, and I'm working with him to get a new job. And his circumstance that he put in his in his circumstance line was that, um, you know, he has this job, and he and he said his thought was, "I'm the only one who can do the work I do," and he was seeing that as it was it was kind of an Eeyore thing. I'm the only one, and he was feeling very pulled down by that and very trapped by that. And so it was an interesting thought model because we didn't change the words. We changed the meaning of those words. And, I, you know, let's think about I'm the only one in this job that can do this work. And that creates such a different emotion than I'm the only one here who can do this work. 
And so we talked about, you know, the job security that came with that and the, you know, if they were going to start laying people off in this time of uncertainty with the company that he most certainly would be one of the last ones to let go. And so that was really interesting to kind of see that shift with the same exact thought, mm -hmm. but a very different meaning behind the thought. Right. And what's interesting is that you're actually changing your brain, not just with the, um, like you just gave, and just changing what you're making it mean, but if you actually change the thought, is that you're making a new neural pathway in your brain. And if it's repeated over and over and every morning you go to work, you know, saying, I'm the only one in this office who can, you know, do this work mm -hmm. and I'm awesome at it, then the old thought will recede in your brain and the new thought will become stronger and stronger until that's what you think about it and with that inflection and with that attitude. Exactly, exactly. So what are, do you have any other tips for the people when they're at work to kind of be aware of themselves and to catch themselves? Anything else you want to share there? Well, I, I, I like the idea of setting a goal of some sort and then as you write it down, Come up with your brain of all the thoughts that, you know, negative thoughts about that goal. Mm -hmm. So let's say you want to make $40,000 a year um, working for an agency or something, and then... Oh, let's up that, Jane. Let's get up there, girl. Come on. Well, you obviously haven't worked for state government. <laughs> no. But um, but our sales and marketing yes. superstars... Okay, nails make, it. Like, okay, one fifty, fifty thousand. That is your goal. Then... You know, how, take a look, you know, like, how are you going to get there? What thoughts do you need to have in order to get those? Also, on the flip side, what thoughts are coming up that might prevent you from, you know, putting the extra effort and the extra work into achieving that goal? And then work those thoughts and come up with um, thoughts that will help propel you to where you want to go with that 150000 I also like taking those negative thoughts that come up about a goal and creating strategies around them. So if one of the negative thoughts that comes up about the $150,000 goal is maybe um, I'll have to work too many hours a week to get that much money, then coming up with a strategy that would allow you to work maybe basically the same amount that you're working now or very close to that, how, how can you work smarter and harder and not more hours. So I love the idea of taking those negative thoughts and turning them into actionable strategies. Mm -hmm. So what specific steps can people take to improve their mindset about their value in the workplace and what they bring to the table? You know, it starts with their own feelings of self-worth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got to do the homework on yourself really before you can truly excel and present yourself in the way you want to at work, you've got to start with yourself and do the work and, you know, your own feelings about yourself, your own thoughts, you, you know, you know, maybe why you're, you're doing the actions that you're doing or non-action, you know, like your performance, but, but really your self-worth, your abilities, you know, it's, it's important to start there and then that'll show up in the workplace. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, be, as we said earlier, be delusional. Everybody's delusional anyway, so be delusional about yourself in a positive way. Um, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the evidence to back it up right now that you're the top performer in your department, um, believe it and then it will happen. Exactly. And uh, just to throw in a little bit of, um, 
you know, my, the other side of my business on the style side, you know, take the time to dress mm. for the job that you want or the client that you want so that you project the, um, you project the image mm -hmm. that they will appreciate and that they will relate to. So, you know, go the extra mile, you know, invest in a few good items for your wardrobe and how to present yourself. And that'll go, you add to that the, the thoughts, you know, redoing your thoughts. I mean, that can change your whole attitude and, and the way you present yourself. And what do you think about daily affirmations? You know, for some people, they work. I prefer to, to work on new thoughts. I used to do affirmations on my walks in the morning. And it, you know, generally gave me, you know, like positive feelings, you know, after my walk. But it never really changed my brain. It never really changed how I was thinking, and and from there, you know, my results, my actions, and my results. So if they work for you, if they make your day nicer, I say go for it. But I'd prefer if you were going to spend your time, spend your time coming up with a new thought that you can re repeat. And I know that's what Jane and I both do with our life coach is, for me, it's first thing in the morning. I sit down, and we have a workbook that we're sent every month. And I write down a page of my thoughts. So I, I think of it as just sort of, um, I've used this expression before, but kind of vomiting it up on the page. Just whatever's in there, get it out um, so that I can look at it's it. It's a clearinghouse of your clearing, brain. Clear, that sounds better than vomit, doesn't it? Um, and clear, clear it out of there. And it's interesting what we're doing this month, which I want to offer to you guys, is, is a unique take on it, is we're doing thoughts that we don't yet believe. And so we're we're... We're writing down thoughts that we want to think. So we're, we're thinking about our future self. So um, that's a really interesting process as well. And, and I think there's a lot of value in that. And it's okay if you put it down there and you're like, there's no way that's ever going to happen. Uh, but I'm going to keep writing it down and I'm going to see. And it's been interesting. We had to pick one thought at the beginning of the month. So what is today as we, as we do this, it's the 12th. So I've done this activity for roughly half the month. And the first time I wrote that statement down, I had to put down the thoughts that came up and I was like, yeah, this is not going to happen. This is ridiculous. I feel stupid for writing this. And now I'm excited about it. I see the possibility. It's fun to think that thought. So it's been interesting in just a few days to see the difference. And it's just been because of that repetition. Yes, I mean, you're changing your brain. You're changing yep. and it all moves you forward to the goal that you want. And let's take the example of the 150000 or 200000 Your thought might be, I'm killing it at 200000 a year. And it may seem ridiculous the first time you write it down. But the more you repeat it, again... You're strengthening that neural pathway in your brain, and you're, the old thought of perhaps oh, I'll never, I'll never make that in my lifetime will recede, and the new thought will get stronger and stronger. Because the fact is, if you want to make 150 or 200 thousand now and or soon, and you're now maybe you're at the 75 thousand dollar mark, that is your result. So we tend to think that. The good thing, the better thing is a result, and now we're not getting any results. Yeah, you are. You're getting a result of 75000 and so then it becomes a matter of figuring out what's the thought in my head that's creating $75,000 a year, and how does that need to change in order to be the person that, that earns uh, $200,000 a year? Exactly. It's a matter of 
you know, if your result is 200,000, then what action do you need to take? You work it backwards. You can work it backwards. What action do you need to take, extra action, mm -hmm. to um, move towards that goal? What feeling do you want to feel? Excited? Um, what did you say? Inspired? You know, or yeah. whatever. And then the thought leads to, I'm killing it at $200,000. You can work it forwards or backwards. And it's also important as you look at your thoughts um, to not beat yourself up for them. And so that's that's a common thing that happens as you become conscious and aware of your thoughts. So now you're beating yourself up for the thing that you were thinking and then you're beating yourself up for the thought that is creating. It's just, a, it's just you're, you can't win. So it's really important to step back from those thoughts. And if you have a very negative thought about yourself or your work or your significant other or whatever it is in your life, looking at it, but looking at it as a watcher, being curious and not judgmental or condemning. And also compassionate. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why you have that thought. I mean, you have evidence in the past that that's, you know, that's, that was your reality. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, t but instead of beating yourself up and saying, well, no wonder I haven't, you know, got, you know, moved forward or, or, you know, this is all, you know, my parents' fault or whatever, you know, just look with compassion and you know, like, you know, where did you come from What you were thinking this thought with a caring, kind of watchful approach and then move on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not be in such a hurry to change that thought, but really take a look at it again from that watcher mode and, and, and think about where that came from and, and ask the question, does this thought serve me? Am I happy with this thought? Do I like the result I'm getting from this thought? And if the answer is yes, then keep thinking it. There's no harm to that. Or if you're not ready to change it, there's no harm in that. There will be time down the road. But if you don't like your reason for thinking it, you don't like the result you're getting from it, maybe it's time to think a different thought. And one thing I, I learned, actually, when I was in my life coach training was to ask, ask the question, is that really true? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you're thinking a thought, well, then stop and think, is that really true? Well, uh, no. And then, you know, go on from there. Exactly, exactly. Thinking of something, and I got caught on this recently in, in my coaching program. I asked a question, and I thought I was telling her the circumstance of my business and asking a question about that. And she stopped me right in that first sentence. She said, this is not a circumstance. This is your thought about your business. And so the, the circumstances that you have a business, right? you know, and it generated X amount of dollars in January and X amount of dollars in February. Those are all facts could be proven in a court of law, but your thought about business being up and down and being unpredictable and I can't figure out how to level it out. That's all just nasty thoughts in my head. Exactly. All right. Anything else you want to tell the folks? No, I think we've laid out a pretty good template for people and, and I hope that they have taken notes because, you know, this could really make a difference in the way they perform on the job and the results that they want to get. Absolutely. So tell people how to get a hold of you. Okay. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is by email jane at janespringer.com. And my website is janespringer.com. And she is a life and style coach. She works primarily with women um, but I do also style the men. She does. She actually likes styling the dudes. So, and she can style people from anywhere and she can coach them from anywhere. Yep. By Skype or Zoom or anything. You know, I, if you have, you know, questions about your, you know, your work attire or anything else, um, we can work virtually. 
Absolutely. And of course, as I always say, I want to be your career coach. So please put your questions and your comments in the boxes and I'll be glad to answer those. Please rate and review and subscribe to this podcast and I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.